right, and um, welcome to January Live. It is Friday, September 8th, and uh, we're joined by Finn. Finn, how's it going? It's good. It's all good. All right, and uh, tonight we'll be uh, recapping last night's Patriots loss, and we'll be talking a little college football. So, uh, Finn, let's yeah. jump uh, right into it. What were your thoughts on last night's Patriots game? You know, I went to bed at halftime because I had school, you know, and I, I thought it was over. I thought the game was in the bag when I went to bed, but it obviously wasn't. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, looking at the stat line, it's like, I think this is a wake-up call for the Patriots because yeah, all, uh, all they don't all really off have season, all, uh, all off season. All there was all this talk of nineteen and zero. I said from the beginning, not nineteen and zero, uh, and I think good. that this this was a wake-up call to them that it's not possible to go nineteen and zero. They're gonna lose at least one game. Hopefully, it's just this game and they run the table from there. But uh, yeah. And I think this is kind of like the 2014 year, where they have a where they have a ton of new guys in the off season, and they and they just need to build some chemistry, you know? Yeah. And like once they do that, I think they're going to be far none the best team in the NFL. But it's just Brady needs to get some chemistry with his new guys. I mean, how many new receivers? Do you have? A lot. And everyone's out. Edelman's out. Malcolm Mitchell's out. Danny Amendola's out. So he's working with Philip Dorsett, Brandon Cook, and Gronk, who was out for most of last year. Yeah. Gronk needs to get back in the swing of things. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's actually just going to be like a while. I kind of see that. Going like two and two in the first four games, or you know one and three. But after that, I think they're going to go full speed ahead and you know start ruining kids. Yeah, I think it's. I think as most think it's going to be a little bit of a slow start. I think that they're going to start two and two and basically just run the table from there. That's what I feel. Yeah. So I think it's going to be slow start. Maybe they drop the next game to whoever they're playing. I know they're playing the Saints next week. I think they'll win that. But after that, I think they could drop a game to, I believe, um, let me see who is it. Uh, They're playing. So I think they'll beat New Orleans next week. And then I think they'll drop a game to uh, either the Texans or the Panthers. And then I think... From there, it's basically just over. I think they're just going to run the table from there. It's like they are by far the most talented team in the NFL. You without question. Yeah. Brady got some chemistry, and Brady just watching him throw last night, even in the first half, he just didn't look the same. You know. Yeah. He did. He has to develop that chemistry with all of his new receivers which he clearly hasn't done yet. And um, it was, I mean, all the injuries made it that Phil Dorsett, who uh, obviously we just acquired this past week, was in the game. Literally probably doesn't know the playbook. And all of a sudden he's in there trying to trying to save the game for the Patriots. It's just 
Too many injuries was a case of too many injuries and inexperience from the receivers, is what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. And you also have to take in heart and soul of the defense. Dante Hightower went down with a minor MCL sprain. So that was yeah. kind of a blow when they had to put they Van Noy no playing line. linebacker. They have no linebacker depth and they have no pass rushers besides Dante Hightower. Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about the uh, the ups and downs of the game last night. Obviously, I think the Patriots started off very strong. They scored on their first drive, the first play on defense. They uh, they have Marquise Hunt fumble. His literally fumbled, didn't fumble in college. He fumbled once, but he recovered it himself. His first NFL carry is uh, fumble, and I'm like, and then they go down. And on a pass, they score on a pass to Gronk, and I literally tweet, this is easy. Five minutes later, the call gets uh, overturned, and it all goes downhill from there. Hunt obviously having 246 total yards of scrimmage, and uh, Smith having one of his, literally his best game of all time. Yeah, I know. Oh, Smith, that's, that's his peak. Yeah. He... he I mean, yeah, that was that was statistically Alex Smith's best game of all time. Yeah, you can only go downhill uh, from there. I mean, Alex Smith is a red zone interception waiting to happen. Yeah. So. Yeah, he. So what's I mean, if that if they can. Barely beat the Patriots when it's his literal best game of all time. I I just don't think Alex Smith is the future of the Chiefs. I think Patrick Mahomes is. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is a freak. I was like 64. It's crazy. But uh, some of the downsides were obviously the injuries that happened. Um, obviously... Amendola and Hightower went down, which were two of the biggest blows. The number one receiver uh, for the game and the number one defensive player for the game both went down for an, with an injury, and it basically kind of just went all downhill from there. Yeah. So. This, this game kind of reminds you know that Denver game where Brock also was actually good at football? Yeah. Where they went to the yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it was, again, the Patriots should have won. Obviously, they didn't pull it out, which obviously is a bummer, but it's only week one, so. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to college football. All right. Um, obviously, week one was last week, and... The biggest thing of the week was DeAndre Francois out DeAndre Francois out for the season with a torn patellar tendon which basically has eliminated Florida State because their quarterback is out. Obviously they have someone to step in but it won't be the same without Francois. Finn, what are your thoughts? Well, my thoughts are that I think the most talented team in college football. I just don't think they played well. 
Yeah. Against, uh, what do we call it, Alabama. And this yeah. year, I don't think Alabama's unbeatable because last year they were. This year they're not. Yeah. But, and, uh, yeah, um, obviously, Florida State has Derwin James, which is a huge upside for them. And a lot they of have good such, guys. The thing I was most about was uh, Florida State defense. Because during a stretch in that game, uh, I think yeah. I, was, I think FSU had like four or five straight turnovers. And I think uh, Alabama only had like one touchdown out of it, which is just insane. Yeah. You know? But I think Alabama's going to end up getting clapped by Auburn just because Auburn and uh, LSU because they're off. I mean, they have no yeah. pass check. Yeah. If, you can, if you're going one for four off turnovers uh, against uh, Florida State and then Florida State who lost their quarterback, so they couldn't do anything. So you put that against a team who has good players and healthy players, I think it's over for Alabama. I think they lose both games to LSU and Auburn. Yeah. And uh, oh. who's your Heisman favorite now going into week two? Um, I would probably. Um, let me think. Uh, who's yours? I gotta think about mine. Mason Rudolph. Yeah. That guy's. That guy's just. I think he might be the best quarterback in this year's draft class, despite all the hype about Donald and uh, Josh Allen and Josh Rosen. I mean, it's like, what could that guy play in? He's just a model efficiency arm shake and uh, accuracy. I mean, I don't see yeah. what to beat that. Plus, especially I with think, the way uh, Donald Yeah. I think Darnold's basically out of it. He had a terrible game. But I think uh, yeah. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. He kind of reminds me of Johnny Manziel, you know? Yeah. But just a ultra creative guy, except Mayfield can hit the deep ball when it's there, and I don't think Menzel could ever do that. Yeah, he really kind of. Man, also, I gotta keep in contention J.T. Barrett. They, their defense is gonna keep them in every game, and if J.T. Barrett keeps winning, he's gonna be up there for the Heisman. Yeah, I'd say that. I'd say the top five are probably. Rudolph, Mayfield, Saquon Barkley, J.C. Barrett, and uh, Josh Rosen. So far after week one. Oh, yeah. I that Rosen. That was quite the comeback. The comeback. We should talk about that. Obviously, one of the biggest comebacks ever. They were down 45, 45 to 10. 10, and they rattled off 35 unanswered points and just went off. Easy. I mean, you Rosen played. I mean, he got lucky a few times. I mean, you have to get lucky before you come back like that. 
know? Yeah. But that was that was a crazy game. I mean, I thought I thought it was over when Texas A and M went up forty four to ten. I was like, All right, the start of another Texas A and M season where they go um they start off extremely hot and then they just go crash and boom. But apparently they were starting a little early this year where they just I was expecting another six and oh then finish, you know. I didn't get that. I was, yeah, I was expecting them to start six and zero and then end up like seven and five. Yeah, that's what all typically happens. Yeah, that happens basically every year that they start off extremely hot. Everyone's like, watch out for Texas A and M, and then it just all goes downhill. But yeah. So, um. Another big storyline from the weekend was uh, Texas football. Obviously, they started off hot with a pick six, and everyone on Twitter goes, Texas is back, and then it all, like the Texas A&M game, it all went downhill from there. They lost 51-41 to to Maryland, who stinks. But, Finn, what were your thoughts on that? I mean, I didn't really watch the game, but looking at the stat line, that defense is just atrocious. Yeah. I mean, that defense has more holes. I'm, I'm not going to say that, but that defense has a lot of holes in it. I mean, yeah, just, I'd agree with you. They have very good middle it's, linebacker in Malik Jefferson. But yeah. other than that, there's one on that defense that you have to be worried about. They have no pass rushers, no DBs. It's like, ugh, it's just disgusting. Yeah, it's not... I mean, for Texas football, which always Texas football always has a top ten recruiting class every year because everyone wants to play in Texas. How they can just be that atrocious? Just not good. Dude, it's the same. It's the same way with uh, Miami and uh, UCLA. I mean, just. I mean, that, they need to fire. I mean, you can't fire Tom Herman now. That's too early. But all those California teams and those. Texas teams and those Florida teams, like, I mean, the powers, like Florida, Miami, if they're not in the top ten consistently every year, their coach should be fired. Yeah. They have – they're given the tools. They're given the nice facilities, given them big recruiting classes, all that. Um, And yet they just can't do anything because of it. Like, how they should – how that – they're losing the Maryland to the atrocious is just not good. That was me. Alright, um another big game over the weekend was uh Boston College barely hanging on uh over northern Illinois. Came down to a missed field goal by NIU with like forty NIU. seconds left. For BC to pull it off, then what were your thoughts on that game? Anthony Brown looked good at the end of it. In the running, yeah, game he definitely he definitely started off really slow. With I think, obviously, the the nerves going into your first collegiate game is probably pretty nerve wracking. But once in the second half, he looked like he really he was hitting his receivers well. Really looked like he knew what he was doing, and obviously, the BC defense played great. Um, 
Harold Landry Harold was a non-factor. Yeah, he was somehow he got named to like the team of the week though, which was crazy. Like Pro Football or College Football America named him like he had like one of the highest grades out of any player in college football for the past week. But I thought he was a non-factor. Terrible. I, I mean, nice. I mean, I get it. Like he was getting double teamed most of the time, and they were rolling the quarterback out in the opposite direction every single time they threw the football. They were running away from him. But yeah, still, like you were the leading sack leader in the country last year. You need to get sacks. Yeah. But I think obviously Northern Illinois' game plan was to back away from him. But there were also times where all of a sudden they, the camera would show Harold Landry on the sidelines on third down and seven or a third down and five for the NIU offense, and Landry should be out there going for that sack, but for some reason he was on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, all-around good game for the most part. For the defense, you know, I think – Connor Strahan. Connor Strahan. Well, well, he showed off why he was the best, why he's the best middle linebacker in the in the ACC. You know. Yep. And uh, Lucas Dennis, corner cornerback, he looked like he played good. And uh, Kobe White, wide receiver, had some big catches for BC, which was good. So all all in all, maybe not the maybe they didn't weren't expecting a close game, but a win is a win, so that's good. Yeah. Uh some other big games this weekend. Uh well obviously uh this weekend the biggest game of the weekend is Ohio State, Oklahoma. Top 10 matchup. Uh, Maybe not as big as the Florida State-Alabama matchup, but still, in my opinion, one of the better games of the year. Who do you think is going to pull that game out? Oh, without question, Ohio State. I mean, I won't be surprised in the college football playoff at the end of the season, but especially with they're going to have the best running back tandem in uh, the country with J.K. Dobbins and Mike Weber. Uh, they're going to also have, like, probably the – they also have a very good quarterback. And that guy, Curtis Parrish, can just run by people. He's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think – I'm going to disagree with you on this. I think that Oklahoma is going to upset uh, Ohio State this weekend. I think, uh, what's his name, Baker Mayfield is going to just have an absolute monster game, just going to tear it up, 350 passing yards, four touchdowns. Ohio, uh, Oklahoma is going to win 42-28 is my prediction. Well, that's wrong. Okay. I, I think Oklahoma is going to – I think Oklahoma's going to pull it out. I think 
just Baker Mayfield is going to have a big game. And I think the Ohio State defense is going to go quiet. So, uh, want to talk some local high school sports? Sure. Um, obviously, tonight was week one of the high school football season. Last night, looked, CCI was winning like 34 to nothing. Maybe even bigger. I'll look. They were, yeah. they won 34-7. So, uh, basically, basically just blew them out. Danny Abraham, 12 carries, 206, former guest of the show, Danny Abraham, 12 carries, 265 yards. Yeah. Finn, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, these guys going to the state championship. All right. I think the same thing. I think that the variant's not going to be that great. No one else is going to be that good. So I think um, it's going to be them and in, in, uh, Central Catholic in state championship. Yeah, that's what I think. And I think a big thing is this year is that uh, you know they hired a ton of really good juniors and they're all returning this year even better. You know? Yeah. So yeah, I think I think that they're gonna maybe not run the table, but I think that they are gonna go to the state championship and uh, and get the win. Uh, we're gonna flatten Andover tomorrow. Yeah, big game. Then you gonna score a touchdown excited. tomorrow? Huh? You gonna take one to the house? Yeah, if I if Coach Wayne puts me in at running back. Maybe but maybe a six six on D. Yeah, maybe. So maybe. then uh, you know you're gonna get in when I'm tired. Yep. Or when if we're winning by a lot. You're gonna yep. make some plays and you might move into starting lineup. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully get up there starting line. You know, I'm obviously the star starter on a special team. The big, yeah, you're I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the gunner out there on the uh, outside of the left. Got a very important role. Why are you the gunner? You're so slow. I'm not that slow. Oh, I wish I was going to for a I really, I, I'll be honest, I don't really know why I'm on a why I'm the gunner on kickoff. I think it's more for for contain. Coach Gagne wants me to be wants me to contain on the kicks. I don't know. No, maybe you can move back to D end and get a spot there. No, I think my days D end are over. Rip. Oh, that's a... Let's see. Oh, but um yeah, let's talk. Uh, Want to talk some baseball? Sure. All right. Um, let's see. Red Sox right now absolutely destroying the Rays, eight to two. As of as of now, Pomeranz pitching great so far. Five and two thirds, two earned runs, seven Ks. Uh, the Red Sox have been playing mediocre baseball the last few uh, last few weeks. Uh, obviously, they 
took two out of three against Toronto, and they were they're going to take another one against the Rays, but anything can happen. Yeah. So, Finn, what do you think? How do you think the Red yeah. Sox are going to be going into the postseason? I think they're going to be into the postseason, but the only question now is if they win the division or not. You know, because I feel like they can definitely get wild card spot. I just don't know if they're going to be able to win the division. Yeah. Um, I think they will win the division. I think that the Yankees, they're too young. They haven't had this experience of going down the uh, going down the stretch. Obviously, Judge and Sanchez, both rookies, so they're not. Um, the Red Sox, I guess the Red Sox had last year, but Sale's never been down the stretch, so it'll be interesting to see how it turns yeah. out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what's the timing of yeah, um, obviously the big two big stories in the last few weeks of baseball. The Indians have won 15 straight games so far, just five away from the record set by the 2002 Oakland Athletics. And the previously red-hot Los Angeles Dodgers have won, have lost 12 out of the last 13 and are only up now 10 games in the division. Yeah. Indians have not lost since once. They haven't lost since like August twenty. Let's see. They last lost August twenty third to the Red Sox. That was their last loss. Yeah. But since since then they've won fifteen straight and are just absolutely on a tear. Up five nothing in the top of the eighth against Baltimore. Ben, what are your thoughts on the Indians going into the postseason? Well, they obviously beat the Red Sox last year, and I can see that definitely happening again this year. Yep. It's going to make me mad, but... but yeah, yeah um, I think that this is... Maybe not the... I think that they're playing their Red Hawk baseball a little too early. They needed to time this a little bit later, I feel like always after a team has a big, like, stretch, they always start to slow down. And I think the same thing's going to happen to the Indians from October. I do. I think, obviously, they're going to win the division and all that, but I don't know about World Series. I think it's going to be an interesting postseason. Yeah, definitely. And uh, the Dodgers, who were on originally on pace to break the um, – 2001 Mariners record have lost 12 out of their last 13 and are basically just not playing good baseball. Obviously, you can't lose 12 out of your last 13 going into to uh, going into the postseason. So, Finn, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's, they're gonna get cracked. Yeah, I've been calling it since like mid-August or since like mid-June. Sorry, the na- it's gonna be Red Sox Nationals in the World Series. Yeah, not happening. Not happening. Who do you think it's going to be? Not the Red Sox. I'll tell you that much. I don't know. Let's let's see. Anything can happen in October, so... I'm going bold. You heard it here first, Red Sox Nationals. All right, um, yeah. want to talk some uh, NBA? Yeah, sure. 
Um, the big news um, is that the Celtics officially finalized the trade for Kyrie Irving last week. Um, so uh, that's obviously a big deal. And how do you think the Celtics will benefit from the trade? Because we, we talked about it the night it happened as we were processing these, but now that we have an understanding on it, do you still think the Celtics won the trade? Yeah. I do, too. So, um, yeah, I think that um, now all these reports are coming out about Isaiah Thomas' hip, so he could be up, he could be out up until February, so I think Celtics dealing on that and picking up Irving was the best move for them. Yep. Definitely. And you know what? Maybe maybe some Celtics fans were hurt by trading Isaiah, but I like it. It's obviously business. Um, and I think the Celtics made the right move in that, that regard. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, for every, obviously, this is our first episode since the uh, Kyrie Irving trade. We had, we recorded one episode about a couple of days later during the Mayweather-McGregor fight, but I had to delete that episode due to someone calling in and leaving some harsh words. It was just not going to work out, and uh, All right. so that's where we've been, obviously, Last week we Big were supposed to have Stingray Steve on, but um, we both ran Big into some stuff, so we're uh, gonna reschedule that soon. Uh, next week we have uh, notable Twitter account Freezing Cold Takes coming on the show. He was supposed to come on this week, but uh, he lives in South Florida, so he's obviously dealing with the hurricane. So uh, first to him and. Uh, I just want to give a shout-out to uh, Mr. Whitehouse. He told me he was going to listen to this. So, uh, Mr. Whitehouse, how are you? Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for uh, listening. What? Uh, I'll make sure to tell him that we did this and we shouted him out. He'll be happy. And uh, please give me a 100 on the test. Finn, uh, thanks for coming on. Yep. All right. See ya. Yeah. All right, and uh, we'll see you next week for uh, Notable Twitter account, Freezing Cold Takes to come on the show. Thank you. Mm-hmm.